Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark and happy to have you with us. Welcome if it's your first time. We tend to focus on some of the narrower or more focused aspects of jazz recorded history, and today we're going to be listening to some of the early recordings of Harry Lillis Bing Crosby, and these were from before his time as a crooner, per se, and a, and a popular uh, singer and actor and comedian during the 1930s. This is when he was very much uh, involved with his jazz roots. He was born in 1903 in Spokane, Washington. He uh, had some early experience as a drummer playing in a student dance band, which is where he met a fellow named Al Rinker, who uh, became a, uh, a compatriot of his. They were started a, a, a duo singing group, actually a trio with another Rinker brother named, I think it was Maurice. Uh, he didn't last very long. It was really just Al Rinker and Bing Crosby, and they started singing on the West Coast in some bands, uh, actually made their first recording with a group led by a fellow named Don Clark in 1926. And then during this time, they came to the attention of Paul Whiteman, and probably... Uh, they were brought to his attention by Mildred Bailey, who had sung for Whiteman occasionally. She wasn't regularly in his employ and wouldn't be until a little bit later, but uh, she brought her brother Al and his friend Bing to uh, Whiteman, who decided to put them to work and brought them to New York as kind of a relief act in between uh, the elements of his stage show. Now, Paul Whiteman was known as the King of Jazz, which was kind of a misnomer, although he had great jazz players in his band. We're going to hear a couple of them on the recordings we hear today. Uh, but he was definitely the king of the entertainment business in the 1920s. He had the most popular orchestra in the country, probably the world at the time, from his uh, big hit recording in 1920 of the Wang Wang Blues all the way into the early 1930s. He was a top drawer entertainer, and uh, he didn't play dance dates so much as uh, stage shows and things like that, and he had uh, a very large group which could go upwards of 20 or 25 pieces. He had entertainers, singers, dancers, what have you. And so he brought in Rinker and Crosby to kind of fill in the gaps while they were changing scenery and so forth. And uh, they did all right with that, although Whiteman really didn't know what he was going to do with them until somebody had the bright idea of adding a third member to the group, a piano player and singer named Harry Barris. Harry Barris was also a composer. And the three of them became known as the Rhythm Boys, and uh, that was how they were credited on many of Paul Whiteman's records uh, from about a two-year period or so, from early 1927, uh, really up until about 1929 or so. And uh, they also recorded outside of the Whiteman band. Sometimes they were credited as just the Rhythm Boys. Sometimes they were credited as Paul Whiteman presents the Rhythm Boys. So we're going to hear some of those recordings coming up. So as I said, Crosby was really known as a jazz singer. He was uh, very unaffected in his delivery. He had marvelous pitch. He had a sense of swing that was not common at all to uh, instrumentalists, let alone singers of the day. But he learned from having listened to recordings and presumably heard people like Louis Armstrong in person. Uh, some of the musicians that he worked with in the Whiteman band, like Bix Beiderbecke and Frank Trumbauer, also, of course, added to his uh, education as a jazz musician. And he saw himself, initially anyway, as a jazz singer, whatever that might have meant in 1927 or 28. He improvised, uh, he changed lyrics around sometimes, he changed melodic lines, he did quite a few things that later on in his career he really did not do. So we're going to start out with two Paul Whiteman recordings, and I picked two of the first ones that Crosby was on. These are before Bix and Tram actually joined the band, and those are recordings that are pretty famous in many jazz uh, collections and radio shows and so forth have, have presented those, so we're going to leave those off to another time. But we are going to hear 
Crosby's first solo vocal. I believe he was credited on the label of this. This is a song called Muddy Water and uh, was recorded for Victor on March 7th of 1927 with many of the Whiteman musicians uh, from later on and during the Vicks period involved. Then we're going to go up a month, uh, a month and a half actually, April 29th of 1927, also for Victor. We're going to hear I'm Coming Virginia, a tune associated with Bix Beiderbeck, but here featuring a cornet solo by Red Nichols, who very briefly uh, was part of the Whiteman organization organization for about two months, I think, uh, around this period, April and May of 1927. So after that, we're going to go to a studio group led by the Dorsey Brothers, Tommy Dorsey on trombone, Jimmy Dorsey on reeds. They uh, had a band later on that was a dance band that uh, sort of was a, an early version of a swing era group, about 1933, 34 or so, but they were mainly studio musicians at this time. They had played with Paul Whiteman, they were playing with other groups and so forth, but under the name of the Dorsey Brothers, they made a lot of recordings of pop tunes and featuring different singers. And we're going to hear one that they did in January, January 26th of 1929, that featured Bing Crosby, and this is called The Spell of the Blues, and uh, this uh, is, is, is an interesting interesting tune, a very bluesy, kind of a dark tune for Bing at this point. This is going to feature Phil Napoleon on trumpet along with Tommy and Jimmy Dorsey. Glenn Miller is on trombone and did the arrangement. Uh, Art Shutt on piano, Eddie Lang on guitar. Eddie Lang became Crosby's chief accompanist in the early 30s. Hank Stern on tuba, Stan King on drums, and of course Ben Crosby on vocals. After that, we're going to jump over to an interesting tune from March of 1929, My Kind of Love. This was recorded uh, by the Ben Pollock Band, featuring a vocal by Ben Pollock, and also by the Dorsey Brothers, featuring a Ben Crosby vocal. But we're going to listen to a trio, actually a quartet if you count the singer. Matty Malneck on violin, Roy Bargy on piano, and the legendary Snoozer Quinn on guitar. Those three musicians were all part of the Whiteman organization, and they are accompanying Ben Crosby on this recording of My Kind of Love. Then we're going to finish up with a nice hot tune uh, done by Lenny Hayton and his orchestra. And this uh, was of the Shelton Brooks tune from, oh, about 20 years, well, 10 years, 10, 15 years earlier. Some of These Days, one of the best-known tunes of the jazz decade. And this will feature Crosby singing and also doing some scatting in there. And will feature a saxophone solo and accompaniment by Frank Trumbauer, who, of course, uh, was better known for having led his own dates as long and, and also playing with Gene Goldkett and Paul Whiteman. But here, he's a sideman on this. This also features Nat Natoli on trumpet, Bill Rank on trombone, Eddie Lang again on guitar, and then bass and drums along with Bing Crosby on vocals. And those are from May, or this is from May of 1932 on Brunswick, kind of a reunion of the Paul Whiteman band of the uh, late 1920s. So those are our five tunes for our first set. Muddy Water and I'm Coming Virginia, uh, the Paul Whiteman band, The Spell of the Blues, the Dorsey Brothers Orchestra, My Kind of Love, just a trio, and Some of These Days, the Lenny Hayton Orchestra, all featuring Bing Crosby.
shelter Down on the delta Muddy water in my shoes Rockin' to those low-down blues They live in ease and comfort down there I declare Been away a year today To wander and roam I don't care It's muddy there, but still it's my home Got my toes turned Dixie way Round that delta let me lay My heart cries out for muddy water I'm coming, Virginia, I'm coming to stay, don't hold it again, me, or run away, I've tried to forget you, but I found I'm all wrong, leave your bright southern moon once more, I'll prove that dear old mammy tune, and if I can win ya, I'll never more roam, I'm coming, Virginia, my Dixieland home. Da 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 da
destiny, a victim of love. When my heart commands, I must obey. One hundred million lovers love to be loved, each in a special way. I hear them rave about the stars and the moon. They're so useless when it starts to rain. I'm satisfied to love from June until June. Surely that will explain my kind of love. Your kind of love keeps me believing. Although you're deceiving, my kind of love. Oh, that's one way to paradise. My kind of lips, your kind of lips. When love comes stealing, encourage that feeling. My kind of love is one way to paradise. Although you're happy today, you may be gone tomorrow. Love comes but once, don't you be a dunce, when you meet it, steal it back or borrow, 
I'm fond of you And you're fond of me So tell me you love me And hug me and squeeze me My kind of love Is one way to paradise Oh, my kind of love Your kind of love Keeps me believing Although you're deceiving My kind of love One way to paradise Although you're happy today You may be gone tomorrow My love comes but once Now don't you be a dunce When you meet it Steal it back or borrow Sigh when I sigh Oh please make me respond You've got attraction What I need is action Now oh, my kind of love One way to paradise I mean that's no excursion Some of these days You're gonna miss me, honey Some of these days You're gonna be so lonely You'll miss my hugging Gonna miss my kissing You'll be so sorry When I'm away Now you're gonna be lonely Just for me only Cause you know, honey That you had your way And when you leave me You know it's gonna grieve me You'll miss your little daddy Some of these days
So that was the very early Bing Crosby, followed by slightly later. We started out with 1927, spring of 1927, the Paul Whiteman Orchestra featuring Bing Crosby on Muddy Water, and then Bing Crosby and the Rhythm Boys on I'm Coming Virginia, although mostly Bing on that one, and Red Nichols on Cornette. Then we heard The Spell of the Blues, the Dorsey Brothers, from January 26th of 1929. A nice dark bluesy performance, very unusual for Crosby at this stage of his career. Also featured some very good Jimmy Dorsey clarinet on the way out. Then that trio version of My Kind of Love that gave uh, Crosby ample time to do the verse and the chorus and some, some, some swinging and scatting in there as well. From March 14th of 1929, Roy Bargy on piano, Matty Malneck on violin, and Snoozer Quinn on guitar. And we finished up with that gently swinging version, I would have to say, of Some of These Days, Lenny Hayton and his orchestra, uh, featuring Bing Crosby, also Frank Trumbauer on C melody saxophone, Eddie Lang on guitar, and Nat Natoli on trumpet. I think Bill Rank was on trombone in there. I couldn't hear too much of him, though. So we're going to jump ahead uh, on our next set. We're actually not going to jump ahead. We're going to jump back a little bit to 1927, 8, and 29. And we're going to hear uh, a handful of the recordings that were made specifically by the Rhythm Boys, just by themselves. Um, as I said, this was a group that was quite popular, or became quite popular as part of the Paul Whiteman organization. Uh, they were very breezy and funny. They were not uh, in, in, in the mode of some of the vocal groups like the Happiness Boys or the Sunshine Boys of the 1920s, which tended to be on the more, I won't say serious side, but on the more corny side. They took themselves more seriously. Clearly, these three, uh, Harry Barris, Al Rinker, and Bing Crosby, did not take themselves very seriously at all. And there's a lot of banter in these recordings. Um, Recordings were done over a number of takes and not too many per session, which suggests that there was a lot of evolution going on in these performances. So we're going to start out with uh, a recording uh, credited to the Rhythm Boys in for Victor Records, J uh, June 20th of 1927. This is Mississippi Mud. Now, this has to have a disclaimer these days. There is some minstrel language in here and some negative stereotyping and so forth. This was a tune that uh, Crosby recorded about three times, I think, with the Whiteman Band, with the Rhythm Boys, and with Frankie Trumbauer and his orchestra. And this was considered part and parcel of entertainment, uh, of white entertainment at the time. Uh, Minstrelsy had been uh, an important element of American entertainment from the 1840s, really up until this point, in about 1930. And even though it's distasteful to us today, um, it was accepted by uh, entertainers, white and black, at the time. And we kind of have to grit our teeth and, and, and look beyond the imagery, unfortunately. And there's no way to get around that. This was not something that people even had a second uh, thought about at the time. So Mississippi Mud featuring the Rhythm Boys, and then another Rhythm Boys recording, Wa Da Da, uh, sort of a, a scat lyric there, which we'll hear. That was from May 25th of 1928 for Columbia. And then uh, four more that were done by Paul Whiteman Presents at the Rhythm Boys, all for Columbia. We're going to hear Louise, the Maurice Chevalier hit of about that period, Every Little Breeze Seems to Whisper Louise, featuring Bing Crosby and some, some, some goofing around at the beginning of that with the Rhythm Boys. That was from April of 1929. From November of 1928, we will hear My Suppressed Desire, and this is a much more upbeat, happy tune than the title might suggest. Following that, uh, an interesting uh, tune that has uh, some strange uh, um, 
racial and, and minstrel stereotypes in here, but an unusual tune, so it's interesting to hear. So the bluebirds and the blackbirds got together. And that's from January of 25th, January 25th of 1929. So those are our five tunes, the Rhythm Boys, both with and without the Paul Whiteman moniker, Mississippi Mud, Wadada, Louise, My Suppressed Desire, and uh, so the Bluebirds and the Blackbirds got together, all featuring Bing Crosby uh, singing and playing some, some drums in occasional places, or at least a cymbal, Al Rinker singing, and Harry Barris singing and playing piano. What are you fellas moaning about? That Mississippi mud. When the sun goes down, the tide goes out, the darkies gather round and they all begin to shout. Hey, hey, Uncle Dud, it's a treat to beat your feet on the Mississippi mud. It's a treat to beat your feet on the Mississippi mud. Oh, what a dance do they do. Lordy, how I'm telling you, they don't need no bank. Make your time by clapping their hands Just as happy as a cow Chewing on a cud When the darkies meet the feet On the Mississippi mud Lordy, how they play Boy, they really sway Say that music thrills me Boy, it nearly kills me when the sun goes down, the tide goes out, the darkies gather round and they all begin to shout. Hey, hey, Uncle Dud, it's a treat to beat your feet on the Mississippi mud. It's a treat to beat your feet on the Mississippi mud. Oh, what a dance do they do. Lordy, how I'm telling you, they don't need no band. They can time by clapping their hands. Just as happy as a cow, chewing on a cud when the darkies beat the feet on the Mississippi mud. Did you say mud there, boy? I said mud, son. What are you getting at, lad? I said really black mud. Well, speaking of mud and rain always reminds me. Reminds you of what? That I left my sugar standing in the rain. And my sugar melted away. His sugar melted away, I said his sugar melted away. Sweeter than the sugar from the sugar cane. Why, well, I didn't mean to treat her that way. He didn't mean to treat her that way. Why did you treat that girl that way? Well, I don't know. I'll bet your sweetie sold to you with the lowest kind of a kind. Maybe. You never realized she was so refined, now, did you? Irregardless and respected. I just left my sugar standing in the rain. And my sugar melted away. 
just as happy as a cow. A chewing on a cud when the darkies beat the feet, says the darkies beat the feet, says the darkies beat the feet on the Mississippi mud. But I left my sugar. Where'd you leave your sugar? Standing in the mud. In the mud. I'll bet she's plenty muddy. Do you want to speak to Bing? Oh, we're making a record. All right. One who could be calling me when I'm recording. Hello, hello. Who is this? Louise? Oh, well, that's different. It's wonderful. Say it's wonderful to be in love with you. Beautiful. You're so beautiful. You haunt me all day through. What do you say we help him out with the chorus, shall we? All right. Every little breeze seems to whisper to me. Birds in the trees seem to twitter to me. Each little rose tells me it knows I love you, love you. Every little beat that I feel 
sung like that. Now that's awfully hot, but you should not interrupt my bliss when I'm singing to my sweetheart true. It should be sung like this. All just to see and hear you brings joy that I never knew. All but to be so near you thrills me Anyone can tell that I wanted, I wanted your kiss. Oh, it had to be, but the wonder is this. Can it be true someone like you could love me through me? Hello, 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 hello. Now look at that, she's hung up. Now see what you've done. She's given me air. Now I'm asking you. Do you think that's fair? Well, don't worry, Bing. There's girls everywhere. Oh, but there's nobody like Louise. I'll have to write her. You mean there's nobody like Louise? Why don't you telegraph her? <laughs> there's nobody like Louise. I hope she buys this record. Nobody like Louise. Like to know 
why I'm all alone. Ask me then, perhaps I'll condescend to tell you. There she goes, my suppressed desire. No one knows my suppressed desire. I suppose that you'd like to know who she is. Well, I ain't telling. I won't tell. Well, I ain't gonna tell, so it looks like a secret. You'll have to sue me. All right. There's a reason it's plain to see. She just doesn't belong to me. Now you know why she is my suppressed desire. If you have somebody you love secretly, then that's the reason of it all you see. I'm so happy when I retire. My heart burns like a blazing fire while I'm dreaming about my suppressed desire. And the blackbird said, we're birds of a different feather. So the bluebirds and the blackbirds got together. And when they talked it over, they let the blackbirds bring rain. And then the bluebirds all agreed to bring that sunshine again. For we can't have rain or sunshine that lasts forever. So the bluebirds and the blackbirds got together. <laughs> Blackbirds and the blackbirds got together. 
And when they talked it over, they let the blackbirds bring the rain. And all the bluebirds then agreed to bring that sunshine again. For we can't have rain or sunshine that lasts forever. You can take those bluebirds, take those blackbirds, mix them together, you get fair weather. And that's the reason the bluebirds and the blackbirds got to Those are fun records done by musicians, singers who were obviously having a lot of fun making them. Uh, the Rhythm Boys, Ben Crosby, Al Rinker, and Harry Barris, uh, and their versions of Mississippi Mud, Wadada, Louise, My Suppressed Desire, and uh, the Bluebirds and the Blackbirds got together. Interesting tunes, but made more interesting by the fun the uh, group was having singing them and some of the shtick that they were doing in between. If this had uh, been a little bit later, they would have been a natural for for TV, maybe even radio. They did sing a little bit on the radio towards the end of their association. They uh, stayed with the Whiteman Band for several years, uh, and then uh, out on the West Coast when they were making the film... uh, um, King of Jazz in 1929. I think they ended their association with Whiteman and stayed out there. Uh, they sang with the Anson Weeks Band and the Jimmy Greer Band, and they made a few more recordings, but uh, Crosby pretty quickly went out on his own after that. He became the solo singer for several different bands, and um, we're going to be hearing a couple of those uh, bands and, and what they did coming up in just a minute. Then, of course, after that, he uh, started broadcasting regular uh, shows on radio. He was one of the first big radio singing stars, beginning about 1931, 32 or so, and that introduced him as well to the movies, he being out on the West Coast. He started in films with, of all people, Max Sennett, uh, the great comedy director, and he did some slapstick uh, shorts uh, in 1931 and 32 that were built around songs that he had made a hit, things like I Surrender Deer and Where the Blue of the Night Meets the Gold of the Day, and from there he went on to larger movies, um, some of the, the big splashy musicals, and then later on into uh, uh, more uh, meaty acting roles, I guess you'd have to say, but all uh, really as as light comic uh, foils to other people, but also occasionally as the uh, main actor in films. You get into the 1940s with Going My Way and the Bells of St. Mary's and things like that. And of course, the road pictures with Bob Hope, which probably uh, kind of recreated some of the the good-natured banter that uh, he had had with the Rhythm Boys 10, 15 years earlier. So we have four more tunes to play in this early Bing Crosby uh, suite, I guess. And the first is Sweet Sue. And this is an unreleased recording from 1932. I believe it's just a duo, just him and uh, Lenny Hayton on piano. Um, They uh, quote the Whiteman recording. They had both been with Paul Whiteman at the time, but they quote uh, the Biderbeck solo uh, from the recording of of Sweet Sue, and uh, they really do a nice jazz version of this. Why this wasn't released, I don't know. This might have been a little bit late uh, in uh, Bing's jazz career or early in his crooning career. Maybe the powers that be at the recording companies, Brunswick, uh, which is what he was recording for, thought that he just uh, had moved beyond that and that wouldn't add to his luster, and maybe they were right. After that, we're going to go back to a a small group performance. 
This was from uh, May of 1929. This was also, I think, a trio. Uh, we'll hear this in just a second. And it's a tune uh, that was interesting. It was a, a piano solo done by Fats Waller, but not uh, written by Fats Waller. I think it was Ted Kohler who wrote this song. And it's called Baby, Oh, Where Can You Be? And this shows off uh, some of Crosby's musicianship. It's a fairly complicated tune to sing. And uh, we'll hear some dramatic uh, effects here as well. So after that, something completely different. Duke Ellington and his orchestra make an appearance on the next tune, backing Bing Crosby and St. Louis Blues. They were both recording for Brunswick at the time. Crosby and the Rhythm Boys had recorded uh, a, a little bit of a contribution to an Ellington arrangement of Three Little Words, which was done for the film Check and Double Check in 1929-1930. This is from uh, February of 1932, the St. Louis Blues. And this was done in two different takes. The first one is the one that usually appears on compilations and so forth. Uh, this is take B we're going to hear, and the arrangement is slightly different. Uh, the introduction is different. Uh, instead of Cootie Williams playing a growling solo to begin with, it's Cootie playing an open solo. We're also going to hear some Johnny Hodges on alto sax and Bonnie Bagard on clarinet, and I think some Joe Nanton on trombone as well. But the focus here is Bing Crosby, and he even gets to do a little scatting at the end of that. Then we're going to finish up with a different big band, uh, the um, band that was led by Gus Arnheim out on the West Coast. They played at the Coconut Grove in Los Angeles, and uh, they had a regular radio broadcast, and Crosby uh, was featured on that, and there are some interesting air checks of that that we will hear, hear at some point on one of these podcasts, but we're going to listen to a studio recording done for Brunswick, as I said, in March of 1931, and this is a tune called One More Time, and again, this features the jazzy side of Bing Crosby. Uh, one of the last really... Um, compelling, I would have to say, jazz performances that he did at this point in his career. Periodically later on in the 40s and 50s, he went back to jazz. He recorded with his brother Bob's band. Uh, he recorded with Clancy Hayes and Bob Scobie's band. He did quite a lot of things with the West Coast Dixielanders. He was always interested in New Orleans jazz and traditional jazz from the 1920s, and that's kind of where his uh, jazz heart lay, I guess. So those are our four tunes for this final set. Sweet Sue, Just You with just Lenny Hayton, Baby Oh Where Can You Be, St. Louis Blues with the Duke Ellington Band, and One More Time with Gus Arnheim. Just you 
got a heart Like a rock cast down deep in the sea And I love my baby Till the day I
So there's the jazz-worthy Bing Crosby from 1927 till 1932. Some signs you may not have heard before, some kind of oddball ones and rare ones, but they show the good-natured uh, singing style of Crosby that came to really replace the, 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 the very high, almost operatic style that many male pop singers were using during the 1920s and kind of the, the, the fluffy... Um, wimpy sound of many uh, pop singers from that period as well. He was, uh, Crosby, more of a baritone, certainly uh, sang with a sense of humor and made it all sound very easy in the process, even though clearly it wasn't. We started out with Sweet Sue, Just You, with Lenny Hayton, heard some good jazz and improv in there. Then uh, an interesting sort of concert arrangement or, or a chamber music arrangement of Baby Oh Where Can You Be, featuring Crosby doing some really interesting vocal work and some, some complicated vocal work as well. Then on a, a, a different note entirely, we heard the St. Louis Blues done by the Duke Ellington Orchestra uh, featuring Bing Crosby in a guest performance. And then we ended up with One More Time, a very hot performance uh, 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 by a band not too well known, Gus Arnheim and his orchestra. Uh, you could say that they were sort of out of the 1920s, and they certainly were, but they were looking ahead as well. They had some very uh, clever ensemble effects, very well played. I can also mention that I believe the tenor sax soloist in there, he was uh, not extensively featured, but you heard some tenor sax coming in and out of the ensemble, and that was done by the actor, Fred McMurray, who wasn't an actor at the time. So from My Three Sons, I believe that was him. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. You've been listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and hope you've enjoyed our Bing Crosby salute. Uh, we will be presenting a lot more programs coming up. If you'd like to be our sponsor, please do so. We'd love to get some more members of the family. If you're on Anchor.fm, which is our home, there's a button right there. If you look around, you can probably find one or, or, or a way to contribute on Spotify, Apple, or any of the other fine podcast platforms that carry The Jazz Focus. So thank you very much, and I'll see you on the other side.